Trevor Bauer is no longer an Indian, but he's not a Cardinal either. But he is wearing red. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Cardinals win a uh, close one over the Cubs. 2-1 to one is a victory as Paul Goldschmidt hits his uh, seventh home run in eight games. 25 now on the season for the big guy as he uh, continues his hot streak. Some uh, timely base running, some good hits and uh, other stuff and bring the Cardinals that victory, but it was close. Wayno leaving the game and a bases loaded jam. Gallegos coming in to relieve him of that. Miller also getting on the action before Carlos Martinez comes in and very abruptly shuts down the Cubs. Again, this is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Find us on Facebook. Locked on STL cards, uh, locked on STL on Twitter at Moose Michaels. That's me. I'm on Twitter there too. We're available on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Pretty easy peasy kind of stuff. We got a lot to talk about today. Mark Saxon, uh, we're going to be hearing from him in our second segment. Now, I'll mention this again before we actually. Uh, do this do the interview play the interview back we recorded this uh, on Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday evening July the 30th at 5 30. so this is before the Bauer deal went down this is before any of that and uh, so I'm going to give you my take on that particular deal as it pertains to the Cardinals and uh, Saxon we when I talked to Mark Saxon he and I just discussed uh, the trade deadline and the Cardinals as it uh, pertained to where they were at that moment, which is right before the Cubs game. And uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play that back for you in our second segment. First, though, it is time for the three big things. Well, I believe the biggest news of the night, aside from the Cardinals winning against the Cubs, Trevor Bauer going to the Cincinnati Reds in a three-team deal with the uh, Padres. And we're going to rant about this coming up in just a few uh, minutes because essentially when it boils down to it it's a three-team trade and if the Padres aren't involved it doesn't get done but for the Reds part they gave up a low-level prospect in Yasiel Puig to get Trevor Bauer Trevor freaking Bauer gonna be in Cincinnati it's enough to make your head spin number two and, uh, well, the Cardinals, it's not like they're not making moves. No, 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 no. The Cardinals, uh, I don't know if you can uh, hear my sarcasm, but they claimed Ada, Ada, <laughs> Ada Alberto uh, Mija from the uh, Angels. They claimed him. They didn't trade for him. They claimed him. Number three. And finally, uh, Cardinals exploring trade options for Jed Jerko. Now that he's uh, about to come off the injured list, that's from Derek Gold of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Uh, he was moved to the 60-day injured list today, but he's already spent 52 days on the IL. So who's going to be able to return a week after the trade deadline? 
Uh, so he's only appeared in 38 games for the Cardinals, 62 plate appearances this season. And let's face it, there's a huge log jam between uh, Paul Goldschmidt at first. Well, eventually, we hope Matt Carpenter at third. But even if not, uh, Paul DeYoung and Colton Wong, both covering short and second, respectively. Jairo Munoz and Tommy Edmond filling in for the uh, injured Matt Carpenter. And so I, there, there's just not room for him. There, there, there really isn't. And so hopefully they can package him for starting pitcher. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna go into rant mode here in just a minute. Um, Matt Carpenter though, not doing good at Double A. Got pinch hit four yesterday because he was doing so poorly. And I think the last I had checked, and I don't know if he finally got a hit or not, but he had been over two with a walk in uh, today's game, leading off at a Double A Springfield. I don't know what's going on with Matt Carpenter. I really, really want him to get healthy. Really need him back in this lineup. Yadier Molina has been cleared to, to uh, resume light baseball activity, so hitting the ball off the tee. So probably a couple of weeks out for Yadi. And uh, Ozuna ought to be up with the team, I think, by this weekend if all goes well. So uh, we mentioned this in the three big things, but of course the biggest news of the day, Trevor Bauer is now a Cincinnati Red. And one of the most unlikeliest spots I could imagine for Bauer. But then who thought Marcus Stroman was going to be going to the Mets, right? So here's how it worked out. Everything, of course, still pending medical reviews. That's according to John Heyman. But it's a, uh, it's a pretty stunning trade. So the Reds are going to get Trevor Bauer from the Indians. They, the Reds, will send Yasiel Puig to the Indians and outfield prospect Taylor Trammell, Trammell to the Padres. That part's from John Heyman of MLB Network and Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic. In addition to Puig, the Indians will also land outfielder Frenmil Reyes and young left-hander Logan Allen from the Padres. So they're six and a half games out of the wild card. The Reds are. They're 49 and 55 and uh, probably not going to pick up a playoff spot this year, but it looks like uh, Bauer is more for next year. And it could be a pretty good uh, rotation. Reds also sending lefty prospect Scott Moss to the Indians. That's per Jonathan Mayo of MLB.com. Saw that on MLBTradeRumors.com. This is an incredibly frustrating deal. You take a look and see what the Reds gave up. Okay, and, I, and I'll be honest, I don't know much about the prospects, but there's not anybody I've ever heard of, right? You Now, outside of the Cardinal circles, I'm sure Dylan Carlson's name has been bandied about, Austin Gomber, those kind of guys. It wasn't going to take a Dylan Carlson or an Austin Gomber to that Trevor Bauer if you could have gotten involved in that deal. You could have sent a Tyler O'Neill, maybe Elaine Thomas, maybe both of them. And Trevor Bauer would be a Cardinal today with much of what you have in the lineup intact. And, I mean, it's not like O'Neal is is doing anything great. He's not a bad player. I like Tyler O'Neal, Bro-Neal, as he's affectionately known. But at the same time, this team has to get better. And John Mazaliak is not leading this team to a good place. I was talking to my buddies on Twitter. We've got a we got a direct message chat going. 
It's like six, seven, eight of us in there. And we get into a, we'll just call it a passionate and spirited discussion about what Mo is doing. And I'm not going to call out any names or anything like that, but this one particular person in there is coming to the defense of Mo, saying it's not his fault. A lot of this falls on DeWitt and his choice of manager and things like that and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, he's a lot better than Jockety, to which I said, well, while Jockety had his moments, he had his faults too, but he also had his moments. He's responsible for getting Chris Carpenter to the Cardinals. Yeah, you look at the MV3, Jim Edmonds, Scott Rowland. Yeah, he depleted the farm system, but he replaced him with players that helped that team succeed for a good little stretch. 2007, still the only year the Cardinals have had a losing season since the turn of the century. I don't understand what this front office is doing, though. They, no matter what, and this is going to come up in our conversation with Mark Sankson of The Athletic in our second segment, the Cardinals have to get a starting pitcher. They, they have to. This, this isn't, they're not going to win this division with what they have, period. And these two uh, reclamation projects they've picked up is basically depth is what that is. Johnny Moe, if he wanted to, could probably go out and get Zach Grinke right now. He could probably go and get Noah Syndergaard right now. I don't know what those deals would look like, and he he has said that, you know, another team can get Dylan Carlson if they pry him out of his cold, dead fingers. Hey, I get it. Guy's a top prospect. He's a great bat. He's going to be the kind of guy that you want to keep around. I, I totally get it. But you have to hold Mo accountable. What did he say at the beginning of this season? What did he say when they acquired Paul Goldschmidt? These moves, the front office was focused on 2019. They were all in on 2019. That's why they signed Andrew Miller. They said they weren't worrying about 2020. They said they weren't worrying about 2021. They were all in on 2019. I brought that up to these guys in that discussion. And one of them said, okay, who cares what year it's for? I do. I care because that's Mo's words. Mo's words were, we're all in for 2019. Are you really all in? You gave a challenge to this team. Now, if they were, you know, losing all the time, if they were still scuffling the way they were in May, I get it. Why invest in a team that's going nowhere? But this team comes out of the All-Star break, and they're currently all alone in first place after handling business with the Cubs. What are you going to do to help this team out? That starting rotation is going to get it done. And even if by some miracle, even if by some miracle they make it to the postseason, they're not going to last long. I love Adam Wainwright to death. But it's it it's the ride is about over for him. You know, Jack Flaherty, Dakota Hudson. I hate to say it because there's really no other option. They're in the majors to stay, but they could probably use a little bit more seasoning. Miles Michaelis definitely isn't the guy that he was before. And let's not even get started on Michael Watka. If your answer 
to why we don't get Trevor Bowers because Michael Waka looked good in his relief appearances? If that's Mo's answer, Mo should be fired today. Now, I'm, I'm not passing out too much judgment because it's not the deadline yet. Mo still has a chance to go out and make a move. And it's possible he just goes out and gets another number three, number five starter, somebody like that. He doesn't need to, though. What he needs to do, what he must do, is get a front-of-the-rotation starter. A number one or a number two guy that can come in, give you solid innings, and give you a chance to win every time he takes the mound. Don't sit there and hoard your players because you're like, well, you know, I. it's kind of amusing how they just want to do this and do that and send this player off. Yeah. We're not watching baseball. We're not giving you our harder money to watch the Cardinals be okay. We want to win championships. That is what this team is used to doing. That's what the fans are used to seeing. That is what they demand. Yeah, it's unrealistic to think you're going to win a championship every single year. It's not unrealistic to think you can make the playoffs every single year because we've seen the team do it. Time in and time out until recently. And you know what happened? LaRusa's guys cycled out of this team when Matheny was still managing and all of a sudden it fell flat. And Mo, you wouldn't make the moves to bolster that team. Does Matheny bear some of the blame? Absolutely. Does he bear all the blame? Heck to the N.O. Mo has to shoulder some of that blame too. He gets a lot of credit for 2011 in that amazing World Series. He gets a lot of credit for 2013. And I understand. I get it. Hey, it's great. I'm glad he did it. But he also gets the blame for the last three and a half years for not making the moves necessary to make this team competitive. I tell you what, I'm, I'm starting to get mad. All right, uh, let's uh, let's not let that happen. We got Mark Saxon, our interview with him, coming up at our second segment. Uh, this is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. And uh, I want to remind you, this show brought to you in part by Bombas. Yeah, you can go uh, check out Bombas for yourself. Go to bombas.com slash locked and get 20% off your first order today. That easy. Check it out. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to be talking to Mark Saxon when we come back. Guys, when you're on deck and getting ready to step up to the plate, you have to be sure you're ready to swing for the fences. But if you're looking for that fastball when you get a curve instead, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable of its kind with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know they work, right? You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity to swing for the fences arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, 
promo code MLB to try it free. Again, that promo code MLB. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. You can listen to us on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your uh, favorite smart device, and uh, everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. We're about to listen to an interview I recorded with Mark Saxon again. This was recorded at 5.30 in the evening on uh, July 30th. So uh, yesterday, if you're listening to this on the 31st, the trade deadline. And uh, yeah, so we'll let you listen to it. And uh, I will see you on the other side. Joining us on Locked on Cardinals, it's the one and only Mark Saxon from The Athletic, beat writer for the St. Louis Cardinals. You can find him on Twitter at Mark A. Saxon. And uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, July the 30th. When you're going to hear this will be the 31st and only hours till the trade deadline. And Mark, that's what I want to talk about. The uh, Cardinals have gotten a couple of uh, relief pitchers. Uh, Really, and in my opinion, I don't know that they're... Definitely, they're not the kind of guys that they're counting on, of course. But are the Cardinals going to make any more moves? Are they going to try to make some impact, uh, some impact decisions here? Yeah, you mean you're not blown away by the addition of Zach Roscup and Adalberto Mejia? When I, I when I, I, <laughs> when I bet about Roscup, I was sitting there going, "Our our answer's solved." Miller has his partner in the bullpen. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what those guys are all about is sort of protection in case they do get shut out on guys that they would be more excited about. Um, so Ross Cup's going to go to AAA, so he'll be depth. Uh, Mejia, because he's out of options, will be on the 25-man roster. But unfortunately for him, if the Cardinals are able to trade for another pitcher, and they certainly would like to, I would argue they, they need to, um, then they, they could you know just turn around and release or designate him for assignment. So it's kind of a brutal business. Uh, but that's a possibility. No, so to answer your question, they, that really has no impact on whether they can add a bigger name. They do continue to have those conversations, of course. You know, to me, they absolutely have to add a pitcher, preferably a starter. But if you can add a high leverage reliever, um, you could kind of live with your options in the rotation. But the depth is certainly not what we thought it once was. Now, if they get uh, the kind of starter that they need to get, wouldn't that relieve some of the pressure on the bullpen and kind of knock out two birds with one stone? Yeah, so I think the way – and I talked to Michael Gersh, the GM, a little bit about this today. I think the way teams think about that now is really just acquire pitching um, because if you can add, you know, a legitimate back-of-the-bullpen back type guy to go along with Carlos Martinez and John Gant – then you don't really need to have, you know, like a real, you know, a stalwart pit, you know, starting rotation necessarily. You can live with guys. You're going to give you five or six sort of competitive innings, which arguably they have with Michael Walker and Daniel Ponce de Leon. Um, or conversely, if you had a starter, you don't necessarily need to have that lockdown bullpen. If you get a guy who's capable of going seven or eight. So it's kind of one of those push pull, Really what they need to do is just fortify themselves, I think more than anything, against a future injury because you can't assume that the five guys you're running out there and the eight guys you're running out there in the pen are going to stay healthy all season. And right now that minor league depth has really kind of disintegrated for the Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when it comes to finding a starter, though, uh, the pitching market isn't quite as robust, I think, as a lot of people thought it were because – 
or was yep. it was going to be. Nobody knows. Nobody was thinking that Mad Bum was going to be kept or that Trevor Bauer may not get moved. Uh, then all of a sudden, Syndergaard might be out there. Of all those guys, who might be the biggest uh, blip on the Cardinals' radar? Well, the, the way the Cardinals describe what you just sort of laid out there is that really the whole industry is sitting around waiting for some of these guys to get price tags put on them. And for whatever reason, Marcus Stroman was not a guy the Cardinals were heavily involved in. My understanding going into this search initially was they were much more interested in pitchers who had club control beyond 2019. So that rules out a bum garner. Rules out maybe a couple of other guys, but a lot of the guys out there have some control beyond this season, and that would include a Matthew Boyd, a pitcher who I know the Cardinals love because I've talked to their front office about him extensively is Caleb Smith with the Miami Marlins. Now, that's a tough get because I believe he has four seasons of team control beyond this, and you know, the Marlins are the kind of team who really could build around him, so you're going to have to really knock their socks off but the appeal to the Cardinals is much, much greater because, you know, let's say a few things don't go their way and they don't make it this year. They'd like to think that they have a good chance next year. And he would be one of those sort of <clears throat> rotational building blocks. You could work around and feel good about things added to Jack Flaherty and Miles Michaelis and some of their younger starters. So I know they love him. I think it's very probably pretty unlikely that they get him, but that's a name to think about. All right, last question. So at the beginning of the season, and uh, I know guys in the media in St. Louis like Bernie and uh, Kevin Wheeler and some of those guys, they've talked about how uh, Mo said this was about 2019 and they were all in for 2019. And I know it's easy to say just go out and get Zach Grinke or just go out and get Noah Syndergaard. The other team has to want what you're offering as well. If they miss the postseason for the fourth straight year, is Mo's job in any kind of danger? That's tough. I, I personally don't think so. Um, I, I can't tell you that I'm texting every five minutes with Bill DeWitt to Bill DeWitt about those kinds of things. But let's remember that just two years ago, they rearranged their front office entirely and they made John Moselock the president of baseball operations with the notion being that he was going to work on things that affected um, the organization beyond just the 25 man roster that he was going to kind of reshape the way they're doing things in the minor leagues. That's, that's a fairly big project. I would think that Michael Gersh maybe doesn't have the same level of job security, but I, I can't tell you, I know for sure if frustration mounts to the point where as a businessman, these owners, and it's not just Bill DeWitt, even though he's the vocal owner, if these owners get frustrated enough with what they're hearing from their customers, it's possible. Um, I do agree, you know, four straight seasons not making the playoffs really it doesn't cut it in this town and in this organization. So I do think somebody's going to take the fall. I would be a little bit surprised if it's John Moselak, um, but you never know. All right. It's Mark Saxon. He's with The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter, Mark A. Saxon. And uh, subscribe to The Athletic. Occasionally they have sales. That's how I got my year subscription. All kinds of great sports writing there. And uh, Mark, keep up the great work. And thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Moose. It was a pleasure talking to you. All right. You can find uh, Mark Saxon to get on Twitter at Mark A. Saxon. And uh, really appreciate him coming on. Again, that was recorded uh, right before the Cubs Cardinals game uh, yesterday at uh, 5.30 before Bauer got traded. So, yeah, there you go. Take that for what it's worth. I believe that the Cardinals still have to find that starting pitcher. they got to find a way to make this work. And otherwise, 
the postseason is just going to be another another wasted effort. And that's not something anybody wants to see. I don't know if Mo's job will actually be on the line. It was something I was curious about. Um, but I do know there needs to be a change in the philosophy. Mo isn't the smartest person in the room anymore. He's not Billy Bean. He's not Theo Epstein. He, they've got to find a different way. We're going to keep an eye on the trade deadline, and if there's any kind of breaking news, we will definitely get something out there for you. This is Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, listen to us, rate, review, and subscribe. Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the brand-new Himalaya Podcast app, and everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. You can shoot me an email, moose at onairwithmoose.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at moosemichaels and uh, at LockedOnSTL. All right, we will see you Thursday morning, bright and early. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.